Hey guys, welcome to My Real Estate Mistakes. I am Chauncey Hilliard. I'm DeQuincy Edwards. And we're today is going to topic talk about our first real estate investment. So um, how we got started, what it was, and kind of start from there. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell them how, because you were the first, right? Yeah, 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 I jumped out there first. You did? Um, the Kanye West of the team. Yep, got to. So basically my whole goal was to also do that. I always, my motivation was when you look at HUD statements, you know, I was a part of it. Like you got 3%, 6%. Mm -hmm. But I always look at the bottom. The seller was paying everybody. He got the biggest check. Yep. So always. my goal was always become the seller. Like mm -hmm. he, he walked away with the most money. I need to be that guy. <laughs> so on my first investment property, I actually, I saved some money up. I did, I had some money saved, but it was a $13,000 HUD home. Mm -hmm. And it was. Uh, Tell them what HUD home is, though. A HUD home is basically that the government foreclosed on it. So it's a, a government back loan, and they foreclose on the property. And HUD is now the bank is the home uh, mortgagee, and they selling the property. And HUD home actually came from like it, it was a government back loan, and HUD came out. There was so many foreclosures at that time, HUD actually had to sell them themselves. Exactly. So that was kind of what happened. But so it was it was a it was a. Fully brick, three bedroom, one bath a classic. home. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was close to the acre, mm -hmm. and um, it had a playground on it. <laughs> <laughs> like the schoolhouse like, playground. Like, yeah, it's, it was <laughs> weird. A nice it had playground. a playground on it. But it was a HUD home, thir 13000 and I was like, okay, I'm putting all my chips in. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I want to tell people is people call me and say, you know, you got to buy a flip that's 50000 100000 mm -hmm. No, you just need to know your market. Mm -hmm. I bought my first home was thirteen thousand. I'll show you HUD. Mm -hmm. Cash, no lender, <laughs> no lender trust. Nobody, no, yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody lending money that cheap. I no, mean, no. I, I think my, I think my loan didn't even qualify for the minimum. It didn't. No, it's fifty thousand. It's fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. So we bought it thirteen thousand. Um, I actually had my brother to help me fix it up. Mm -hmm. We uh, fixed it up. Uh, we put maybe by another. I went over budget. My budget was ten thousand. <laughs> I, I we ran into mistakes. I went over budget. I probably went budget probably came in by eighteen thousand. What do you think your first mistake was on that property? My first mistake on that property was not checking, not turning on the utilities to check the electrical. <laughs> it was on a crawl space, and that's why I said you need some due diligence time because you need to figure out. I should have got the utilities turned on while I was buying it, mm -hmm. and if I would did that, I would have known that the light switch wasn't working. <laughs> And I wouldn't know that people cut the wires under the crawl space. Mm. So I had to rewire the home. Tough mistake. <laughs> rewire the home to get that going. So kind of that went over budget. And I kind of just was learning how to do homes. I had to learn that it wasn't my final home. So I had to do things that make value for the home, not make it just pretty. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we we did that. Uh, so we fixed it up. How long you think you had a house? Probably. I had a house maybe about. I bought it in the summer, and I sold it in January. Okay. I waited till the next year because the tax benefits. I mm -hmm. could have sold it before December, but I waited till the new year. Mm -hmm. So I probably had that house about six months. Mm -hmm. And and Ash is one of my best profit houses. <laughs> um, I, what do you uh, think you sold it for? We sold it for sixty five thousand. That's a good. Time. Uh, actually, to my brother's friend, he mm -hmm. still owns to this day. 
Mm-hmm. And what I told him, it's probably worth now. He bought that in 2015. It's probably worth about 110 now. Exactly. Easily. Easily mm-hmm. 110 now. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my flip. We, we didn't have any major problems on that one. Well, the electrical was the problem. Mm-hmm. And just basically, lending still was kind of tight. And it's kind of hard to find a buyer for that loan amount. Mm-hmm. A lot of lenders doesn't. That's another mistake I find out. A lot of lenders have minimums. That mm-hmm. they don't like to touch and things like that, and have more regulation, well, uh, steps and things you have to get by for loan uh, loan amounts. Mm-hmm. And we and we sold it and made a good property. But I said my biggest mistake was not checking the property thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's a foreclosing, the bank's giving you a deal, you still have time to do due diligence. Mm-hmm. You still need to figure that out. You still need to because when somebody when you sell to somebody, they're gonna do due diligence. Agree. So you need to do due diligence mm-hmm. and. Basically, just not trying to stick to my budget. Just trying to not try to do a thorough budget. Like, go in and figure out, okay, this door needs to be replaced or just need to be painted. Or this cabinet, or these cabinets good enough to last or they're not going to be good enough to last. Do I need to put new flooring or do I need to refinish the hardwood flooring and things like that? Is this water heater working? Is the water heater not working? Is the HVAC? Mm-hmm. Is the HVAC blowing cold air, hot air? So that's the biggest thing on that on that deal. On that deal. So my real estate, I think if you did yours in 20... 2015, sold in 2016. Yeah. First one. I'm not sure what year I, I bought my first one. But my first deal came from um, a house that my cousin was supposed to buy. I was trying to get him to actually invest in real estate because he had more capital at the time uh, on a house and he did not want to spend what they wanted on the house. I think they were asking like $65,000 for it. And I believe he put an offer in for around about 40 something thousand, but they would not uh, continuously, they they continuously denied our uh, offer. So uh, at that time, I bought my first house and I was actually had a tenant living in it with me. So I was able to save my mortgage per month. So um, I started off actually having, I think I had $15,000. Hold on. So hold on. Just be clear. You didn't have a roommate. You had a tenant. Yes. So explain to them the property you had. Okay. So, <laughs> so the first property, my first personal property was a, uh, it was a, it's a, I guess you would consider it a duplex. A mixed unit? I mean, it is a mixed unit, but most people don't even know what a mixed unit is. It's like a live work unit. It's kind of something you see in like a major city where if you, the downstairs of it's commercial and the top floor is residential. But I own the whole entire building. So the downstairs was being rented out by a barber shop and I live upstairs practically for free. So it's kind of like if you go to a downtown area. Yep. How they have... Condos above the storefront. The storefronts, but in this sense right here, you own the whole entire uh, gotcha. building. Gotcha. So that's a little difference, and it's actually called a mixed-use property. Gotcha. Uh, Live-work property is another term for it. So that's kind of what I had in that sense. So at that time, my mortgage payment was six hundred, seven hundred dollars a month. Thank God for foreclosure. Um, uh, I got one of those for a really good deal, <laughs> and my rent was a thousand dollars a month. So I was gaining about $400 a month off of my tenant and he was happy. I was happy as well. So instead of me actually taking that money and going to buy something with it, I was saving that $600 a month as if I was paying the mortgage myself. So each month 
I'm putting him back a thousand dollars a month. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. using that as leverage to get where I wanted to go, because I could have bought a car, I could have bought anything else at that point. But that thing was I wanted to start investing. Yeah. So, um, stuff. yep. So going back into what my cousin did was that um, I only had at time maybe about a, a bare fraction of the money. So the house was listed for sixty five thousand. Initially, I kept putting offers in for fifteen thousand. So they kept rejecting them. But that's all the money I had, so that's all I put up was I kept putting fifteen thousand dollars in, and then if I get a little bit more in the closing check or I save a little bit more, I'll go up to twenty thousand. Uh, that next, I think we probably did it for maybe four months. So every three weeks, I put my fifteen twenty thousand dollars in, and they reject it. But I am fine with being rejected, so I'll just go ahead and continuously put it in. I think that's one thing that people have to learn in this business that you're going to get a lot of doors shut in your face, but you kind of just like, I'm going to still go ahead and put this money back in. So that was the year we went to uh, Vegas for uh, 4th of July. Okay. So I went to Vegas that time, and I think that I put maybe a $22,000 offering in. And once we got to Vegas, we got ready, got to the hotel room. I think that's when we start planning the Venetian. Um, that's the only place I stayed. Yeah, that's the only place that I stayed in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> so um, I put an offer in. I got to Vegas, and then that's when they said, we'll do it for 25000 At that time, I didn't know how I was going to get to 25000 because I think I had like $20,000. So hold on. You're telling me you bugged these people for four months <laughs> and kept getting no after no. Yep. And then they accept your number, and you didn't have a plan. You didn't even have a number they took. They accepted. No, but I know that I had forty-five days before closing. Okay. So I have to come up with the rest of the capital in between that forty-five days. So that's one thing I want to point out is how you didn't stop. Yes. Okay. Like you kept putting your offer in fifteen, twenty thousand. You kept going. You kept. They saying no, no, no. Then you got it. Yeah. You know. And then that's I kind of tell people. You got to leave your feelings on the sidelines in real estate because mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of no's, a lot Very of outright so. offers all week, <laughs> every week for houses, mm-hmm. and I don't get them sometimes. So mm-hmm. I love how you the first one off the gate, you got a couple of no's. In your oh, head. no, yeah. It, that's, it was nothing but no. And I was far off at that time. Did you did you say you was doing all cash on that deal? Um, I think I did. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have all the cash. <laughs> but it sounded good. And I thought, hope the bank would think that would take a chance with me. And eventually they didn't. And we went from like, I think the house was listed at 69000 And I'm putting in a $20,000 offer because that's all I had. So that is kind of something that you just, I just felt as if that it would work out. And not saying that I'll only put $20,000 on that house. I was actually looking at other houses at the time. But... I just had to find, luckily, that's all I had. So something had to actually uh, work out. And luckily, that house did. And I wasn't expecting it to happen because we were out of town. So um, I always say that sometimes that the best thing, when I get frustrated and, get, and don't understand, I just go out of town, and then life just works itself out. So um, I had 45 days to close on that property. When I closed on that property, at that time, I didn't think about that. This house was 3,600 square feet. Very big house. Very big house. But I was like, I, my budget is 10000 I mean, I had $10,000 more that I could put into the house. But I didn't take into consideration that I'm going to have to re-carpet 3,600 square feet. 
I'm going to put new HVAC systems in 3,600 square feet. And what year this was? This was 2015, 2016, yes. probably. Okay. So Let's put that in perspective. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, pricing. this right here. So yeah, he's telling you that he had to wait until the beginning of the year. I had no choice but to wait. <laughs> I think I had the house maybe six to eight months before I can even put it on the market because it was double everything. So I had to create a room in the house to actually make it livable because the person that previously had the house pretty much gutted. Mm, I had like a shell and I had to figure out a way to make it work around there. I didn't have any more money because like I said, the only thing we had is $1,000 coming in a month and that $1,000 gone. Like as soon as I can put that out there, it's gone. Yeah. The paint alone was probably $3,000 just to actually get the paint without the painters coming in there. But, um, Using it as a gauge, but the mistake, the first mistake of the house was I didn't, ex- I didn't take consideration how big the house was. Knowing your budget. Knowing your budget. Knowing knowing your budget. Yeah. yeah. The third, second, third mistake was right behind each other because the house is next to a gas station, and the house is next to a junkyard. <laughs> 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 Woo! You just going forward. Yeah. Like, so yeah. So not a nice gas station. Yeah. I not a nice that. gas if station. If anybody listening from Orangeburg. <laughs> It's off Five Chop Road. Not, not, not By Cash, the old Cashier kid. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, when I actually went under, when I bought the house, got it actually together, and I think I had to wait until we got under contract to get the HVAC system because the HVAC system was two HVAC systems, mm-hmm. and that's seven eight thousand dollars. And then we got to the close. I mean, we got almost to the closing table on that one, and I realized with FHA and VA type of financing that they are not going to finance a property that's within 200 to 300 uh, feet of the actual uh, gas station. So I'm thinking I'm getting a check at the end of closing. Did they tell you why? Why, uh, why is that rigged? They, I, they, I think it told me because of the gas line. Okay. That was the issue, is that it had a gas line and it's running so close to a residential I, property. I know you told me that problem. So, yeah. was, so you cutting off half your market because VA is 100% financing. Yep. And then FHA is like the same, like the low three, yeah, 3.5. Yeah. 3.5% down, get you in this house. So you yeah. couldn't get VA out FHA. FHA finance. Yeah. So, and then the only thing I left then is that convention. was a rule back then, I don't think. Uh, was the USDA, was that rule area back then? I don't think it was rule. I, think it I don't just, think it was I, because the assistance didn't come out. I, yeah. Well, I, I can't, yeah, I don't know if it was rule. I don't think not. it was rule. I, yeah. think, I think that went to Northwood and back. It did. That, that it place. did. I think yeah. it did went to North. So it wasn't rule. So all that you had left was conventional finance. And conventional finance, for people who don't know, is that most of the time they have higher scores. So we're talking about if you can get an FHA VA loan, you probably have the low six hundred scores. They are, they are first round pick. Yeah, they're first. You got ra- conventional finance. Yeah, you have you, a seven, you are, probably have seven hundred credit. You're score. a top notch buyer. You probably have five percent to put down, and you're gonna be picky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a different kind of thing. And, that's exactly what happened was I had that case happen there with me that they it, that was the only buyer that I can actually uh, have to come in this property. So we're saying we're taking that down to about, let's say, a third of the buyers that's out there, especially in a rural market. So probably 25 percent of buyers are conventional at that time. So luckily, I actually sold that property. And I remember having a conversation with Quincy on that one because yeah. they had a tax uh, liability. In South Carolina, taxes are different from your owner-occupied versus your investment. Be- be- being said is that 
is $4,000 a year on your actual investment. And then if it's your primary residence, it's $1,500 a year. So, so over double for yeah, investment property. For your investment property. For tax purposes. For tax purposes. And the, they have closed this conventional finance that I struggled to get. They were uh, charging me as if the, the buyer was an investor. So I was giving them an extra $3,000 credit. But... Uh, they were actually going to do owner-occupant, so they're only spending $1,500 a year versus me paying $4,500 a year for the actual uh, taxes. And I had a conversation with Quincy the day before closing because I wasn't going to close. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I was, he, called I, me, he called me very hot. <laughs> so I, I was saying, Chauncey, they had the closing table, <laughs> and you, you got to clear the close tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's the profit you bringing home? Yep. And we're talking about $2,500 right now. And you know the trouble you had to actually get rid I of this said, property? I you said, know, you seen that gas station? <laughs> that junkyard is not going nowhere. <laughs> it did. You see the area? Yeah. You better run and take that deal. <laughs> yeah. But I got the phone. I said I wasn't going to take it, though. But <laughs> I'm one of those people that I got to sleep on something. So it woke me up in the middle of the night. So about 1 o'clock that morning, I text and tell them, you guys, we're going to actually do the deal. And... I didn't let that $2,500 make a determination for the rest of my actual, uh, my investments, because it was very important for me to get rid of that first investment, deal with those mistakes, understand the rules now, because now we're approaching it a lot differently than we did initially. And that is kind of how I got started. Um, to but this it, day. It was a $2,500 mistake. It was a $2,500 lesson. Yeah, it was a lesson. you never made that a mistake ever again. Never. And I also, when I see gas stations, I want to know how close the gas station is <laughs> to the uh, to the residential property. So to recap, your first investor property. Mm-hmm. First, you bought a property that you didn't have enough money for. I didn't. You bought a property that was too big for your construction budget. Exactly. You bought a property that only could get conventional finances because it's near the gas station commercial property. Yep. And you ran out of construction budget money to fix it. You had to wait to the end to put in the HVAC unit. Exactly. you ran out of money. Yep. With all that said, did you make a nice profit? I did. No, I made, honestly, one of the best profits I ever had made off <laughs> so of that. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. <laughs> After all that hardship and mm-hmm. troubles, he, I, everything went bad. And everything went bad. I sold that house that I bought for $25,000. I sold it for $167,000. And how much this estimate cost? Estimate uh, for the uh, thing I would say I probably had maybe about $40,000, dollars $40, $45,000 in it. So that's what I, that's what I want to tell I you. I think it's by far probably my best investment so far. So yeah, mine's the same way. Is that it, that's the first property I had? That's honestly probably the most profitable property I had. And I, I want to tell everybody, the first time, it's going to be like you're doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. You're a lot not of sleepless nights. A lot of sleepless nights. But <laughs> make sure you get through and get to the finish line. Agreed. I don't care. At the end, you made. A hundred dollars. Agree. You finish and you learn the process. Exactly. Just, just education. People pay a lot of money for education. Mm-hmm. You spend four years, spend over a hundred thousand dollars to get a college degree. Man, mm-hmm. you're spending money out here on education. You you figure all that stuff out and, and you still made a nice profit. Exactly. Agree. And that's kind of what it is, is just that that experience alone kind of spear us into going into more of investing. And that first experience didn't deter us because we had all that adversity initially. What we did was we used those as lessons. So to get into our second, third, fourth flip, and eventually we got into the subdivision. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say mid-20s, 
five-figure check? <laughs> like, was you not, did, did you get a check or did they wire you the money? I think I got a check. I, I got a check. My, yeah. I asked for I a think, check. I think I got a check. Because mine was all cash. I wanted a check. <laughs> I told them I want a check because I want to walk into the bank yep. and make a deposit yep. with a check. And I realized that's dumb, too. Because That's real dumb. <laughs> that's me. That's another mistake. <laughs> that's another mistake because they hold it for seven days. Yeah, they hold it for seven days. And I need my money now. I need I it now. I didn't know why it was instant. <laughs> <laughs> so pay that $30 for the wire. That's yes, another yes, mis- That's another yes. mistake. Definitely pay the wire. So... Mm-hmm. That's 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 great things, man. We just want to tell people out there who listen to this podcast that you're going to make mistakes, man. That was our first five years ago. A lot has changed, so just don't listen to this blueprint and think that's how it worked. Chauncey getting the house to sixty thousand, twenty five thousand. He wrote them offers. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't bug a realtor to write them offers. He wrote them offers I personally, did. and we and so we just want to say that. You are gotta just gotta keep going, but just know your budget. And I'm telling you, every a diamond in the rough, like you just can't be looking at a nice, pretty house that's for close. Agree. You gotta, you gotta look. Real estate is all about potential. Exactly. Even you gotta though, be a visionary. Yeah. Because yeah, it didn't bought, have, a, yeah. Because I didn't have any. It didn't have anything on the inside. Yeah. So you had to create the. You kitchen. bought a house by a junkyard. Yeah. And a gas station. Yeah. And made more of the best profits you ever did. In your Agree. Life. Agree. So. My real estate mistakes. My real estate mistakes, man. You got to love it. (laughs) So we're going to end this segment just basically um, of my real estate mistakes. If you got any questions, please leave a comment or everything, any terms we said you didn't understand, please leave a comment. We'll answer as soon as possible as we can. And this is my real estate mistake podcast.